did that. Put him in the aisle. Gets a shotgun snap. Final play of the game. Ron waiting for the wideouts to get downfield. Launches the throw down toward the goal line. Going up. Ball tipped in the air. Touchdown. Gordon Westerkamp. Nebraska wins the game on the final play of the contest. Oh, baby. Back to throw is Martinez. Now being chased, throws it out. A flat. Burkhead makes a catch. Sits a tackle. 25 20, 15 10, 5. Rex Burkhead. Touchdown, Nebraska. All right, everybody. What's going on? Thanks for joining us here on Church of the Corn. Uh, Zach and Drake here. We got a, a fun show, a loaded show. Uh, things are good in Huskerland. But before we get into that, Drake, what's going on, my man? How are you doing? Oh, not much, brother. Just uh, enjoying this cold Sunday. I'm, I'm not ready for it to be this cold yet. Um, we think this is going to be a fun and loaded show. But based off of our uh, our, our 10 minutes that we spent <laughs> chatting off before we started, this shit could go off the rails really quickly. I have a feeling it is going to go very sideways very quickly, but that's that's okay. Yeah, uh, well, that's we'll kind of our mojo it. at this point. Yeah, uh, that's, we don't stay on topic. We're like ADD kids, but that's okay. Um, How are you, I brother? Mean, Let's get that out of the way before uh, we miss yeah, that. How are you? Yeah, I, I'm doing okay. You know, my Eagles won today. They are seven and one. Um, it's it's been a good weekend for sports in my household. The wife's Bears play tonight against the Chargers, so. We'll see how that goes. All is good in, in my house and in my land at this point. My Huskers are five and three. One five out of six. Who the fuck thought that that would happen at this point? I mean, who who really thought that we would be at this point right now? Um, Seriously. The way the season started. Uh, I'm not going to say it was me. I'm not going to say it was me. Now, there are a lot of things that have happened this season where I will gladly be like, hey, I fucking told you so um mainly being Heinrich Harburg being our best quarterback on roster every time I think about how good he is it it irritates me because you called for it all offseason and it irritates me because you are right yeah um and we all know this about me if nothing else I love being right more than I like winning so um there are there are a lot of people in my inner circle that are, are furious with how right I've been um to the point where are you uh, braggadocious not, about how right you are, Drake? Or are you uh um, are you kind of only, quiet about it? Oh, I'm pretty braggadocious. Only to like the people that, you know, told me I was crazy and you know, jokingly told me to to jump off a cliff or whatever. Um, I like to rub it in their face, obviously. Oh, that's understandable. Yeah, you should. Um, but like not not in the group chat that we're in together, in the other group chat I'm in. Um, I, I spent a good chunk of my morning today searching you know, eight months since I've been in this group chat for receipts and just sending them all morning. Petty motherfucker. Um, No, it's a good time. And (laughs) I'm not doubting it. I'm just saying you're petty. Most of them are like, yeah, I I was wrong. I'm glad I was wrong. There are some people that are still willing to die on their hill, whatever. Like, it's just a good time. Um, Now, what I will say is after... after the Northern Illinois game, I was way more confident in what this team could do. Um, but with all the injuries, like you, you, it's a crapshoot. Um, and I, I've been lucky enough to to have some conversations with some people much closer to the program than us. And I, I told my group chat. Um, before the game this week, I told them on like Tuesday or Wednesday this week, I forget that there was going to be some changes offensively and things were going to look a lot more crisp. Um, and I, I think from like play execution, things looked a hell of a lot more crisp. We put the ball on the turf a lot, but uh, and, um, it, and it, once it's looked, like once it started, that's when it went, but it, there was a gap where it did not happen. But once yeah, it started, it was like a fucking kickoff, rash, it just kept going. Yeah, other than the opening kickoff, like they played pretty clean football for a while. Um, 
Harburg, I think Heinrich only really missed one throw. Um, got hit by a drop again early. That that drop early, I, I thought was going to be, you know, something that we were going to see the rest of the game, which kind of also led to um, – that built into some of the changes that I heard were going to happen. Um, and these changes, I get – I totally forgot we haven't even talked about them offline. Um so when we're done here, I'll, I'll let you know what, what happened. But, um, yeah, I mean, but there's there's things that I was super wrong about, and I'm, I'm willing to admit about it right now. Like, Matt Rule was not my number one pick. I've said that 100 times. I've already said I was very wrong about that, and I'm happily wrong. Um, and then, you know, I, I was I – was, we talked about it several times. I had concerns about Tony White coming in um with this defense mainly because i didn't love the roster composition that we had for him around the defensive line um we i had some depth concerns about linebacker and yeah but we we also acknowledged defensive backs we had a plethora of and that kind of fits that system but i was worried about their ability to tackle in space not in space just period tackle um I don't think I've ever been more wrong than I was wrong about Tony White. And I'm very happy about that. Yeah, that that's a fun one to be really wrong about. And and I, I was really high on White when he came in. Uh, and, and the reason I was is, is when you brought up roster and there being some kind of, we'll say glaring deficiencies that we thought were on the roster there. Didn't know about the defensive line, didn't know about the uh, linebackers, really didn't know a whole lot about your safety room because your safeties were kind of in flux so you really didn't know a whole lot about that uh, a lot of the guys that that have really showed out this year were on the roster last year which it's great to see that they were able to put that that talent into spots to be successful I, I thought there were a lot of hybrid bodies on the roster that's why I thought the 335 would have been really good for Nebraska is because they they have a lot of guys that can play two and three positions you don't have a true nose tackle or a true three, four end on either side, but you've got guys. I, that I think you around. have a true nose tackle now. Uh, Polar bear has been game changing. Maybe, maybe that is your true zero. I, yeah. I don't think you have one behind him then. So that that's a pretty fair thing. Um, he's, yeah. Raekwon he's Buckley grown. is not there. No, I honestly, I think Buckley's a great, would be a better three, four end. So where your your um, Robinson or where your Len hearts are popping up, like, think you'd fit a little bit better there but nonetheless i i just that tony white defense is is um you can give every win to that defense this season i think that's that's fair to say right at this point yeah oh absolutely and like another thing there was there's a guy that specifically i would say the last three weeks now he had some really good weeks earlier in the year but the last three weeks jamari butler has looked um like an all conference player, if he's not, if they're not, if he's playing way more reps, mm -hmm. but they do such a good job of keeping those guys fresh. But he's been a difference maker yesterday. Of course, fumble. He created a lot of pressure, and that's a guy that you know we interviewed before the start of last season. We were super excited about him last year. He just didn't really get a whole lot of opportunities. Mm -hmm. When he got opportunities, he looked really good. And then, you know, it. I think it's important. And a couple of people reminded me yesterday on Twitter when I said it that. Hey, Jamari Butler's really good at football. Um, that he hit the portal. He yeah, was in the I, portal. I, I forgot about that for it was a week or so. He was in the portal. Yeah. And um, then you see a guy like James Williams, who worked his way up the scout team. He's still gonna redshirt this year, but dude has been an animal and he's a junior college walk-on. Um Ty Robinson doesn't stuff the stats, but man, does he command that edge good, good and luck. make a lot of plays. Yeah, um, Ty Robinson and Nash are, are elite. Now, after watching Purdue yesterday, I would say there's a couple of things that we're missing to take us to, to the next step of being elite, and that's a couple of dudes like five and four for Purdue on defense. You know, they're the number number one duo in the conference in sacks. Um, other than – one of them blowing up Bryce Benhart one time yesterday. The offensive line actually looked really good as pieced together as it is. With 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 Teddy P. But those guys were headhunting. 
Yeah, oh yeah, they 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 were thumping in the uh in the cold weather and it was fucking cold. Yeah. Um I still I there's still a lot of things that we got to clean up. Like I'm not going to sit here and say that there aren't. I mean, no, it's not a finished product by any stretch I'm of the imagination. Switching to the offensive side like I'm I'm upset. Like I'm legitimately upset that we watched Heinrich Harburg get murdered clearly have some cobwebs after getting his bell rung and then they decided to run a speed option with him like that should have been a handoff uh i'm i'm upset about that that that's putting him putting his health at risk um honestly he probably should have came out right then and there um i will say this i don't think jeff sims should be the one to replace him moving forward after yesterday um and I don't want to dive into the, you know, the Jeff yeah. Sims conversation. Like, I, I, I think everybody's in agreement that that conversation's done. That that um, saga will take care. Of it it is what it is at this point, unfortunately. Yeah, I it. For all I, sides, I it this, is what it is. <laughs> I, I will say this about Jeff Sims. I think Jeff Sims has talent. I think Jeff Sims can be a very serviceable serviceable quarterback. I don't think he's great for this roster. And I think that he is battling something upstairs similar to a baseball player with yips right now. He's going through something. I don't think this is all him. I think he is a square peg in a round hole in this offense with this roster composition. That That's where I'm at with Jeff Sims. I just, I don't think it fits. And I think that they thought it was going to fit, but you also were expecting a totally different offense, even week one at Minnesota than what we have today. You were expecting, you know, four or five other wide receivers to be available that are not. So, um, again, I don't think it's all Jeff Sims. I just don't think Jeff Sims is the best player for this roster at that position. Um, and because I, – and I think this plays into it. Um, part of his problem is he doesn't trust anything anymore because it's not it, – it didn't work to begin. Um, I think he's just battling some demons upstairs on the field versus his ability because i think he can be a serviceable quarterback it should it just didn't work here um i'd be surprised if he sees another snap this year i've heard that he's probably going to redshirt and transfer and yesterday was his fourth game so i would i would be very surprised if if he sees the field again um i would love to have him back with a full offense and another year of recruiting just so there's a legitimate quarterback battle um, I'm not going to dive into the message board stuff that we might be getting Jalen Daniels or that other backup at Ohio State. I'm looking at what we have now and commits that we already have, you know, coming in. Yeah, you know that that's the weird thing about Sims is physically the the talent's there. It's just I, it felt like after the Colorado game or maybe at some point in that Colorado game, I think sometime in the second quarter, I feel like the dam just broke mentally and and just never was the same at that point. Um, and, and this team at this point, this is a very, I mean, attrition is, is, is the only word that I can use with this roster at this point. It's just, you're, you're fighting a war of attrition. You're fighting with every, every guy you got left out there. Um, which is even more impressive that they're five and three and, and taking nothing away from Harburg, what he's done, he's turned the ball over a lot. Um, but also he has not done a ton uh, to go into self-preservation mode when he's handling the ball or navigating the pocket. I mean, he takes some pretty unnecessary shots as well. Yeah, absolutely. That That's the biggest part of his development is, hey, all right, you've proven yourself. It's time to avoid some of these big hits. Like, you cannot continually get murdered. No, I will um, say, um, you know, having Teddy Prochaska back and then uh, Ev- Jenkins Evans and then um, Litovsky, I mean, f- for a, a very patchwork line, the left side looked pretty damn good yesterday. I, I was, I got to say, I was impressed for the amount of playtime I'm sure they've gotten together, practice time they've gotten together. They look fairly, fairly decent. Yeah, and um, I think you – Looking at the offense yesterday, I think, unfortunately, it's not like the NFL with mm-hmm. pass interference where it's just 15 yards. It's not the spot of the ball. Oh, you had um, a few yesterday. If they were NFL rules, my God, that field would have been I a think lot yes- shorter. 
I think yesterday, if they're if they're NFL rules, they probably don't commit the two egregious ones, especially the one on Malachi. Oh, absolutely um, not. And if they don't commit them, I think that's two more touchdowns off the board. Because and, Malachi was a couple yards ahead at least, and you know that kid's got freakish track speed. And then the one on the toward the South Stadium, I believe, as well. Mm-hmm. I think to moving forward with this offense there's two things i'd really like to see um apart from less turnovers obviously we we can all agree on that but like from a schematical standpoint i'd like to see a a lot less quarterback run um designed and i would like to see a lot more of the option pass early um you saw how open dos was right or was it dos lloyd uh, was it Lloyd I, think, I, think I think it was that, Lloyd. It was Lloyd because, yeah, it's I think 19. So I believe it's Lloyd. Yeah. I would like to see more of that early. Both of those. I mean, that was a new option pass look. That wasn't the belly option. Uh, <clears throat> I'd like to see more of that early in the game mm-hmm. to take keep your, the, the shots. Well, I think even if you miss on them, it keeps the defense a little bit more honest for the regular option. Um, I have no information on this but i feel like yesterday are, are we in agreement that up until yesterday harburg had the mesh read down almost to a science and rarely missed on the mesh read like the fake handoff yeah read option? for the most part I, th- I think he's pretty proficient in it, at least going into yesterday's game i think yesterday th- this is my opinion so if you want to tell me i'm wrong feel free i think yesterday those were more play actions with either a pass or quarterback run option only. I think the majority of them were not supposed to be handoffs um, because I've never seen him miss that many of them that were available. Um, I could be totally wrong and he just had a bad day on that play, but with how well he's ran it all year, that's what I think yesterday was. And I think Purdue came out in a slightly different defense than what they expected because Heinrich's the best running quarterback in the conference, and they were just focused on taking him away. Yep. I mean, so, they, went, they, they spied with a safety, I believe, most of the game as well, which was interesting seeing him in a single high for, for quite a bit. Yeah, for sure. And then, which, you know, they were talking about on the broadcast, they normally run that single high um, with that freshman freshman safety who mm-hmm. he's the one who, who straight up stripped Harburg. Um, he normally plays really deep, and they, you know, Ryan Clark, um, apparently this game was personal for him. I didn't hear that. Um, he he said before the game that his safety, his freshman safety, was going to be playing up closer to the line because of the way our offense is built, which is fine. So thing one I want to see more in the offense is more option pass early to soften up that defense for the regular option. And the second one is I just want to see more handoffs. I want to see more legitimate eye-back run because – we can do it. Um, we've shown we can do it. And if nothing else, for the first time in my for the first time in a long time with Nebraska football, I think if we stay committed to that over and over, like every other Big Ten West team does, we will wear people down. And we we did late in the game yesterday. Even with all the turnovers, we started you know getting chunk runs with the running backs. Um, Emmett had a twenty yard touchdown. I think that that needs to be the focus now is, hey, let's just, you know, we're going to we're going to have to play field position early and just wear people down. Yeah. And honestly, I mean, I'm going to a team in the NFL that does something very similar to that. The Philadelphia Eagles, who I want to remind everyone are seven and one once again. Uh, that's what they do is they get behind the big offensive line. They pretty much just beat the shit out of you for nine 10, 12, 13 play drives, and they just wear you out. I mean, a defense can only take that so so much, and that's kind of the grit that that Matt Rule has built this team with, and and you're seeing that that um, that team to start to take that personality of of wanting to be the hammer, not the nail, and and mm-hmm. it's it's great to watch because we haven't seen it, we haven't seen it in years, but this team on the offensive and defensive side of the ball. Yeah, they, they seem to want to be the hammer, and they're learning how to do it. It's it's kind of fun to watch, honestly. 
Um, yeah, it really is. Like, I just want Harburg to be less of the hammer. I, I agree. Uh, that's one. That was one of my big things before the season is how can your quarterback stay healthy if you're going 15 plus runs a game? And I, I mean, I, I won't say he is healthy because you can't be at this point in the season with as many shots as that guy's taken. Um, even at six five two thirty, it's it's hard to not be at least a little bit beaten up. I'd love to see Emmett get some more more plays, fleeks a little bit more. Maybe Ives now that we're you know getting into the final stretch of the season. Although mm-hmm. it's, yeah, I've took ten, one but. snap a few weeks ago. One snap. Yeah, I'd love to see him in some different packages as well if he's if he's ready to go. You know. Yeah. What would apart from the touchdown pass to Lloyd offensively? What was your favorite play call yesterday? Oh, let's see. That was a really good one. Um, you know, it's 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 a little bit tough to see from where we are because we're on the south, so we're just kind of usually they're sitting either back behind it or in front of everything honestly i'm going to give you a it was a sequence of play calls where they were uh moving toward the south goal uh, end zone and then i believe it was a rpo or either a play action where fedoni leaked out into the flat and caught a touchdown pass just the way that that um series went that's okay. that, that's what i want as I, I want my my team to you're not going to make a one play drive i want you to methodically move down um okay I feel like, I like a, that. Uh, yeah, I, I think I think my play actually comes from that series. Um, crucial third third down <clears throat> in an action that I've been calling for all year. Now I I love that that touchdown to Fedoni because mm-hmm. Bullock set a great pick. Um, at, after he you know he he muffed a punt too. Yep, which was um, oh god that yeah that one hurt. But my my favorite play call of the game, other other than, you know, the big, you have your your big catches by Doss and by Lloyd. Uh, your that freshmen Doss are definitely was, popping. Yeah, that Doss catch was really impressive. But my favorite play of the game yesterday, offensively, was I think it was third and four, maybe third and five, and Fleeks came out of the backfield and ran a little choice option where he took a, you know. A, a straight line cross route across left to right. Um, Harburg hit him on the run perfectly, and Fleeks turned that. It, it that guy was on Fleeks like it was a perfect pass. Hit him on the run, n- nothing off about it, and Fleeks turned it up the sideline for I think fifteen. Fleeks has, um, Fleeks has some wheels on him. He's faster than I thought he was, honestly. And you know what else Fleeks has that I love is he doesn't drop the ball. Yeah, that's it's nice to see. Um, and he's willing to lower his shoulder too for not being the biggest dude in the world. Him and Emmett, uh, I think Emmett stole someone's soul last night when he hit somebody on the sideline. Yeah, don't go back and rewatch the game because the broadcasters gave the other guy a lot of credit on that. Oh, well, I mean, I just know what I've seen. So, Emmett, like Emmett was the initiator the of the contact. Emmett was the initiator of the contact. He knocked that guy back. Um, but I think because Emmett put so much into it, he was off balance and he got elevated pretty good. So it didn't oh. look great. <laughs> no shot either way on the sideline. No good on that. Good on him. I mean, that 20 yard run. And, and, but it was, it was after the, one of the two head, head hunters too. Like, yeah. Um, pound for pound, Emmett's losing there. that battle most of the time. Yeah. Their, their defense was really good. I, and to give them credit, um, you know, I went after Clark a little bit yesterday on Twitter um, could have been the booze flowing could have been the fact that hey um, I've said this for a few years once we start winning I'm going to be pretty insufferable because um, I keep receipts um, his defense is aggressive in going after the ball and you saw that yesterday that's part of the reason why we put the ball on the turf a lot but um, they're punching after the ball there I think oh, that yeah. is that's what you I think that's, that's what you like want, the next, turnovers yeah, I think that's the next evolution for our defense is is going for the ball more when guys are running. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, you saw it a few times where they got a little overzealous going for the ball and gave up a big play. So, like, it's it's a fine line between being over aggressive and, and taking your chances. Um, I think player, player of the game yesterday is Tommy Hill, right? Like, Tommy Hill was – the best player on the field yesterday, in my opinion. 
I mean, and it's it's fun when the talent matches the the moment for him because he is so talented, and and that's why when he transferred in from Arizona State, there was such a big boom, and why Nebraska wanted him originally, and why Matt Rule hasn't given up on the kid. Um, there's a reason why Rule has talked about this kid so highly, because when that talent shows and when it pops, damn, he is he is the best player on the field. It. it- I think part of his struggles early in the year were a he, like we've talked about it. He, he him jumping that route at Colorado was, you know, the final straw in that game for our defense. Like that's where everything broke. Um, but with a player like him, you have to live with that once in a while. But I think some of his early struggles this year were, you know, he was playing on both sides of the ball. Mm-hmm. I have not seen him on offense for a few weeks now. Um, which is probably good for him. And they took him out of the return game. Like, hey, just go focus on being a corner because as good as Quentin Newsom is, you're probably the best corner on this team. Yeah, I think athletically, um, I think Hill is better than Newsom. Polish-wise, Newsom's better right now. But I think Tommy's got a higher ceiling than than, uh, Quentin. But I think the floor is higher for Newsom. I think Tommy does – And this is a preference thing for me, right? Like, I'm not going to say, like, this is a huge knock on Newsom from everybody. But I think Tommy's probably a little bit better press coverage. Um, And not to knock Newsom, but very rarely do I see a crucial, not a crucial, you know, you get 15 of these a game opportunities. Very rarely do I see a third and five or a third and three slant go against Newsom for a first down and I feel like I see that against Newsom a lot part of it is the alignment of the defense on that given play like I I fully understand that but I also know Tommy's gonna jump that route more often than not and make a play on it that again 100% preference also if Tommy ever got beat and that turned into a touchdown I'd be livid so like I I can't have it both ways I understand that yeah it's, it's one of those things it's great when it works but when it doesn't goddamn it sucks um, yeah. I, I just quick question for you. And I mean, the game is what it was, you know, it's like, once again, three game win streak, first time since 2016. Phenomenal to be a Husker right now. Um, uh, who is your, who is your defensive MVP for the year this far? Ooh, Put man. Spot, Cause um, I haven't thought about this either. So. Can I break it up by quarters of the season? No. No, you cannot. But not, injuries have played how it a works, factor bud. in this, man. Injuries have played a factor. Like, well, I, I don't think they the give first, four the defensive weeks, player of the year awards away. Yeah, but the, Drake. I think, I think, all right, let me break down my training. They give four Heisman's away? No, no, okay. they don't. But, you know, for, for a team that talks about going 1 0 every week and then winning the quarter of the season, I think it's fair right now. Because right like, now, I've we been are... looking at bowl game destinations the last three weeks with my wife planning that. Okay. Yeah. I'm me all too. about putting so, the card ahead of the Horlers. So we're all going together. <laughs> all right. Let me, let me, let me break this down into why I asked this question. Why I, I think your mind why... really quick. Uh, all right. I'm going to go do. with Isaac Gifford. Okay. That's fair. All right. Now I'm going to give you, give you my, my layout as to why I asked the question. I think the first three games, there's no question that it's Cameron Lenhart. Okay, that's fair. I, I don't think there's a debate there. Um, then post-injury? Yeah, he he's still been very good. He hasn't been the same. No, no, no. Um, it's just, yeah, who's who's post-Lenhart's injury? Because I know if, if, it if Lenhart would have yeah. been healthy, I feel like it would have been uh, an easy Lenhart. But. Yeah, but then, you know, from Louisiana Tech moving to Michigan – or yeah, Michigan, and then, and I know this is only really a one-game stretch, but I take his play the first three games before that. It is Deshaun Singleton. Yep. Um, oh yeah, he's yep. He came up big. Huge difference maker. Um, but since then, for me, it's a toss-up between Gifford and Butler. So I'm there with Gifford for you. Um, Butler's been outstanding, but. I think in reality, I think it's I think it's a duo between Nash and Ty Robinson because of how much they turn the run game away. 
they those two single-handedly take away an entire aspect of every offense that we've played other than Michigan. Yeah, it the defensive line kind of reads one of two ways. <clears throat> because you've got Nash and, and and Ty, which are so big, you're not usually getting a ton of pressure. Now they do get a push. Um, they're just not getting speed rushers upfield. That, that that's great. I think it works perfect for the Big Ten play, which is exactly what we need. I think you need at least two of the big bodies that can get somewhat of a push and get a little bit of a rush. So if I had to pick between those two, I think the guy that locked down the nose, Nash, I think he's been the biggest turnaround too from last season. Yeah, and uh, I mean Ty Robinson's transformation and side to side agility is Looks, the most impressive Purdue thing last year. Yeah, um, but like I think those two create so much for a guy like MJ Sherman or, you know, Chief Borders, or Judy, or uh, Makai Bayer, or Jamari Butler, or Prince, Prince Well, or anybody else that is regular creating pressure. Uman Mielin. Because they draw so many double teams, even in pass plays. Um, I, I just think it's those two. I think, I think those two are the anchors of the defense. Um, there's something to be said for Rhymers too. I, that defense didn't look the same without Rymers early on. Um, they caught up late late in that Illinois game before he was back. I think he was out for Illinois, right? Yeah, I believe he had MRSA for that one. Yeah. Um, Communication really, really uh, picks up when your middle linebacker steps back in the picture. Yeah. It, now, they got, they got significantly better at the end of that first drive against Illinois. But I – I'm not going to sit here and say that I think we beat Michigan or that game is significantly closer against Michigan. No, because they stole our signs. Yeah, but I think that defense looks a lot better with Reimer because he diagnoses things pre-play so much better and so much faster. Um, and all of a sudden not having him, you know, they thought they up leading up to the game. They thought they might have him, according to reports. It was unlikely, but they thought, hey, he might be here. And then he goes to the hospital during breakfast, right? Like, so he can't even coach from the sideline during that game. Um, I really, I'm looking forward to that Big Ten, what that Big Ten championship game rematch with him on the field. I'll put it. Yeah, that way. yeah, it's going to be a big, a big, uh, big change with uh, Nebraska and Michigan meeting in Indy in a few weeks. So it'll be fun. Who's to your watch, offensive maybe. MVP? Oof. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, that's a great question. I'll say at this point, you know what? Probably uh, Ben Scott. I'd go Ben Scott as, as my offensive MVP at this point. Solidified the center position. Uh, I don't believe we've had many bad snaps. Um, he's an aggressive dude. Like he, he gets after it. And there's only one play, I believe, that I, I recall two, two um, after, you know, late hits or, you know, whatever the un- unnecessaries that he got. But I'll take my son being a mean son of a bitch. What about you? Um, Cop out answer. It's it's a toss up, obviously. For me, I like it's the Denmark. entire offense. No, for, for me, it's Ben Hart 1, 1A, um, because he locked down that tackle spot and does not look like the same player we've seen at all. Apart from getting blown up one time yesterday, he's been really fucking good at right tackle. Um, and then 1B, despite all his faults, I think he's elevated this team with his grit, and that's Heinrich Harburg. Um, this that's team does good. not look the same, even though he's not he's not the most talented quarterback. Like, I'm not as much of a Harburg stand as I am. I'm not going to sit here and pretend like, Hey, this guy's the Heisman winner. Like, cause he's not, he, he has faults. He has limitations, but the way that he has played has made other guys play harder. And I don't think there's any debate about that. No, he's, he, he, it doesn't have to be perfect. It just has to be effective. You, you don't have to make every play. You just have to make enough plays. I mean, at the end of the day, that's what it is. You've got a great defense to fall back on. If we're not turning the ball over five times a game, honestly, there is not a fucking reason in hell that Nebraska should not be nine and three at the end of the season if they took care of the ball. If they literally went on on the season, if they finished zero or just even, because right now they're negative ten, 
So over the next 10 games, or sorry, next few games, just go even. Nebraska wins every game on that on that schedule. That's how I feel. All right. Um, I agree with you. Sorry, I just, I just got a, got a notification. Um, yeah, I, I want to jump to read or what? Yeah, I want. I I totally agree. Like we can win out. We can be Big Ten champions. We need Michigan to lose after last night's Wisconsin Ohio State game. I don't totally trust Ohio State to get that job done. I don't think McCord is good for what they're trying to do. I think the guy's a pretty good quarterback. I don't think he fits what they're trying to do. I don't think their defense is nearly as good as Michigan. Um, I don't know where Minnesota loses. I was really hoping Iowa was going to pull that game out last weekend um, because I think we beat Iowa. And if we beat Iowa head-to-head and we're the only two two teams at the top of the Big Ten West, I think we're going to Indy. Um, but right now it's a tie between us, Minnesota, and Iowa. Iowa holds the tiebreaker over everybody. So I think Wisconsin's in there too because they're three and two as well. Yeah, yeah, Wisconsin's there too. Yeah. Um, but I fully expect to beat Wisconsin because Tanner Mordecai um, might be the second worst quarterback in the conference, in my opinion. Well, the good news is he's not playing. Didn't he play last night? Nope, it was uh, Ridkey again, I believe. Okay, but yeah, well, he's, he's not a good quarterback. Yeah, uh, that's coming from Nebraska, who also. In true Nebraska, Wisconsin fashion, I mean, Braylon Allen got hurt last night, too. Um, Yeah, I see that. That's that's a big loss. Wisconsin's going to have a new elite running back show up overnight against us, and we're going to make their backup quarterback look like a Heisman contender like we've done for the last decade against anybody in the conference. So This is a different Nebraska. We're not going to do that anymore. I know, but that doesn't mean I still don't have those fears. Um, it's okay. I understand. I'm I'm shaking too. So two things. Um, one, the Michigan thing that we talked about pre-hopping on here um, with them stealing signs and what I told you I expected to happen. Oh, yeah. On three, 16 minutes ago, just posted, Michigan has pulled Jim Harbaugh's new contract offer that would have made him the highest paid Big Ten coach um, per the wa- uh, Washington uh, WSJ. Yeah, WSJ, Wall Street Journal, oh, um, which is totally contrary to everything that I have heard uh, was going to happen, which yeah. is very interesting to me. Yeah, this is going to be uh, fun to watch between Ohio State fans and Michigan fans and everyone else getting into it and yeah, it's going to be great to watch yeah um reading comments on it it actually says false comments false actual headline University of Michigan put on hold a contract offer so that makes me feel better about everything I told you leading up to this um I I'm not going to speak publicly about what I what I've heard um because a it's word of mouth and third third party source but b um based off of what i'm hearing there there's a lot going on in the legal system too and i just i don't want to put myself into that um so that's the first thing second thing is i sent you a tweet um that i said we should talk about leading leading into this yeah that's what i was gonna say let's jump into that because i got some football to watch tonight so let's yeah, let's yeah. jump into and that i have some takes so uh i'm not going to read the tweet verbatim i'm not going to say who said it uh because i've seen multiple people say it um what is your opinion on i'm going to call it what it is the loser mindset of do we really want to go to the big 10 championship game to get blasted absolutely fucking lutely any time you give me the chance to win the west I want to win the West. I don't care who's on the other side. I don't care who the fuck Nebraska is going to play. I don't care if they're going to play Alabama and then Michigan and Ohio State back to back to back. I want every one of those fucking games. As a Nebraska fan, I want my team playing every big game that they could play in because you know what? I got some faith in this team. That defense, turnovers happen. You never know what happens in college football. You can never predict a Saturday. This team gets better every week yeah um but also would there be nothing sweeter than like the last decade of p5 
people calling us, you know, irrelevant, blah, 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 blah. We've been bad for the last seven years. We'd all know. Um, is there nothing sweeter than winning the last division title? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying the road to going nine and three is there. Everything's Think on about the this, table. Zach. Think about this, Zach. We, we opened the show talking about how petty I can be, right? Yes, that's, that's correct. We did. Think about this. 15 years from now, 20 years from now. Think about a little Drake talking shit to a Minnesota fan saying, hey, guess what? Nebraska is the reigning Big Ten West champs because if we win the division this year, we are always going to be the reigning Big West Ten champs. Oh, God, that would be that would be phenomenal just to be able to have that forever. I might actually have to buy a T-shirt of that at that point just to frame it. I mean, it's the last yeah, one. Exactly. Like, this is our last shot to do this. We won the first division title coming in, and we're going to win the last one going out, and there's nothing more fitting for my level of pettiness than us doing this. Also, get out of here with that loser fucking mindset. I don't Absolutely. care if we're – like – we're we're a team in the middle of a rebuild. Every game against the top level opponent is important to us. Whether we get blasted, whether we play close, whether we pull an upset, you can't pull an upset if you don't play the fucking game. I mean, I, that we watch the games every week, and and you know you you want Nebraska to win every game. Obviously, it's common sense. You actually have kind of faith now that this team could win every game that they've played in. There was one game that Nebraska has been out talented in, and it was Michigan. You've seen that on the field, but every other game, Nebraska has had equal talent and, and has had chances to win every single game. Colorado being the only one getting, getting out of, out of control based on turnovers, but there is not another team on schedule that Nebraska could not or cannot beat. And I'll say this too. There's no given that it's going to be Michigan in the Big Ten Championship. They still have Ohio State. They still have Penn State. Um, now, I don't think Ohio State and Penn State are on Michigan's level right now um, with how they're playing. But, you know, when you are competing for division title and in Ohio State's case, the biggest rival on your schedule, who knows what can happen in that game. And I'll say this. Of all the teams in the conference that are, you know, considered the top teams in the conference, I'm not afraid of Ohio State by any means uh, based off of how they've looked this year. Uh, there's been one game on the field where I'm like, okay, that team's really good, and that was Notre Dame. And Notre Dame doesn't look as good as they played in that game either. So, like, No, that seemed to be almost a, a, a picture-of-the-moment type of thing where both teams just elevated that night. Yeah. So um, – and I – I've said this before. I think Michigan elevated for, you know, their first couple of weeks with Jim Harbaugh back. Like that wasn't the same team that I saw against Bowling Green. Um, in, in college sports specifically, momentum is a big factor. Emotion is a big factor. Are you going to tell me that these guys that have been in the program for three, four, five years, you know, have lost a lot of games. If they show up in Indianapolis, that their emotion is not going to be at an all time high they're not going to play better than they normally have played. You might be seeing some grown ass men crying that day. If, 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 uh, if Nebraska could pull some shit off, just say I'd cry. I'd cry I, tears of joy. We'd be rioting on 72nd and Dodge. Like it was 1995 again. Oh yeah. It would be, it would be, it would be fun to watch. Um, they, they definitely have the opportunity. Um, it's, 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 it's going to be chaos in the big 10 West to close out the season. The last month, it's going to be fun. It's going to be chaotic. It's, and as a college football fan, and especially as a Nebraska fan, isn't that all you can ask for at this point is a shot at a division title in a yeah. first year of a rebuild under a brand-new coach with a third-string quarterback and a, an offense scrapped together? I mean, yeah. we came into this year saying our number one goal is a bowl game, right? Like, that was Absolutely. our number one goal. If we can be accomplished next week, if we don't go one and four to end the year with where we're at today, I'm going to call it a failure at this point. Like, I know it's not fair to move goalposts, but at this point, Nebraska fans have been doing it for years, so it's fine. 
at, at this point, it's time to move the goalposts because this team has exceeded expectation. expectation In a positive direction for once. Yes. So, like, if we don't go one and four down the stretch, wait, one and three. I'm sorry, one and three. We have four games left. If we don't go one and three down the stretch and we go zero oh and four, that's a failure to me. I don't. I don't care about how well things have looked up to this point and how much we've exceeded expectations. If we don't go one and three, that's a failure. I'm going to put it there. But now you, with moving those goalposts, right? Like, and I think it's fair to do so with how this team has played. Now your number one goal is winning the West division. That, that, that is your, your number one goal now. It's no longer just getting to a bowl game. Yeah, I mean that's that's fair. Um, I feel I feel like your bowl game's still your number one um, prerogative because obviously that just means you you went one and zero this week. Um, yeah, but your secondary goal at this point should be winning the West. I mean, you you have the opportunity. You've you've got everything ahead of you. Um, from conversations I've had with some with some with some folks, um, they're they're dialed in and and and. And there's the confidence is growing, and the yeah. team is getting better. Um, they're 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 bought into things. Not that they weren't in the beginning of the season, but now you've got the results to say that hey, everything we've done this far, it, it's for a reason. It works. Mm-hmm. You're going to see the buy-in, and honestly, I, I think you're just going to see even more of a boom. I think the defense is going to continue to get better. Offense is going to continue to have its moments it's going to have its warts but i i do feel like it will be more efficient week after week after week pending things stay somewhat healthy yep all right um let's end on this we came in talking about how petty i can be let's go out with how petty i can be i'm looking at you right now i'm looking at a lot of other nebraska fans i'm going back a few weeks but i do remember very vividly sitting here right in this very same room that i'm in with you, looking at you on the other end of the screen and telling you that I fully, fully expected a midseason Maryland collapse. And you were pretty high on Maryland at the time. Yeah, I think with a, uh, uh, you know, Tungo Vailoa uh, coming back, being, I think he was at that point either the first returning passer in the Big Ten or he was at least one of the top three. You have him coming back for a senior season at this point. I mean, yeah, I expected a lot more out of him. And then what happened? Uh, what happened with Maryland? Wow. Maryland is Maryland. Maryland is Maryland. They, and they do it every the season, only, it seems like. Yeah. The only reason I bring up that, that specific thing is A, they're left on the schedule. Um, but, you know, I, I've said, and and not you, so I'm not I'm not going after you here. But many people told me after Colorado, after Northern Illinois, after Louisiana Tech, and even even after Illinois, like, hey, um, you know, look readjusting, you know, projections for the season. Like, I I told people I was like I'm not afraid of Maryland. Uh, I'm I'm still in wait and see mode on them. I expect them to to do what they do, and I still think we very well can win that game. And this is, you know, not – this is before the last two weeks where our defense has just been a complete stalwart. Yeah, um, I'm much more confident in that game than I was. Um, well, you have he, to be after they lose to Northwestern. Well, I mean, yeah, but just more Nebraska than them. But, yeah. I, I, yeah, for sure. Um, so, I'm just I'm just reminding everybody that I said, hey, Maryland, Maryland's going to collapse. You are just reminding everyone of how petty you are. Yes. Hey, like I said, if nothing else, I enjoy being right more than I enjoy winning, and I enjoy winning a lot. So, um, it, I, I, you know, I, I kept the receipts. Everyone, I kept the receipts. Well, Drake, you started with being petty. You ended with being petty. Let's close this book on Church of the Corn on the 29th of October. How's that sound? Hey, you know. Um, we went three and zero in October for the first time since two thousand one. That and is that was the most that was probably the most insane stat I heard yesterday. Yeah, um, even more insane than like a, a same season three game winning streak, conference three game winning streak, all the, all those ones. Yes, we went undefeated in October for the first time since two thousand one. 
22 years. It, it, yes, I know our schedule isn't great, but as I, I don't look give around, a fuck about that. Well, you beat who's on your say. schedule. As I as I look around college football yesterday, yesterday was not a great day for college football. Um, like, no, you had some teams definitely show some warts, some highly Utah like, got some big teams. Oh yeah, Oregon Oregon did work. Oregon did yeah. absolute work. Um, I don't, you know, I, I think it's Michigan, Georgia one, two. I, I think they are by far the best two teams in college football this year. After them, I think anybody can be beat by anybody legitimately. Like yeah. I, I know Florida state still looks really good. I don't think Florida state is as good as they look. Um, there's no three weeks ago, man. I said the PAC 12 looks really good. Like I thought the PAC 12 was better than the big 10. And I don't think that anymore. Like, Washington should have lost to Stanford yesterday. Yeah, out there, I think as the season's gone on, I mean, you have even your USC, who most people had as a national title contender, and they've seen the defense play, and shit, they gave up 49 to Cal. And they scored 50. That's the only reason that that's insanity. USC. Yeah. But I, I think my conversation revolving around parity growing in college football has accelerated beyond even what I expected. I think, I think the level of talent across all the teams is a lot closer than, than it has been. Um, There's some people that disagree with me, but I don't know how you can look at scores every week and and disagree. I think coaching is the great equalizer and and having the adults in the room uh, make a big difference, especially these big programs. So yeah, specifically in Nebraska. All right, let's get, let's get offline and go watch Sunday night football. All right, everybody. Thanks for joining us here for Church of the Corn, for Drake, for myself. Have a great week. We'll talk to everybody later. Have a good night. Members of the congregation, let's raise our Kool-Aid filled glasses and drink to all the things that were, are, and forever will be Nebraska Cornhuskers. Go Big Red.